there are so many stories that center around spiders. Ew! And every time I hear of spiders, the story that comes to my mind is Charlotte's Web by E.B. White, written almost 68 years ago. It is a magnificent classic that is a story of a little girl named Fern who lived on a farm, who loved a pig named Wilbur and Wilbur's friend Charlotte, a beautiful large grey spider who lived with the pig in the barn. Charlotte saves Wilbur's life. This is a beautiful story of magic, of childhood on a farm, miracles of changing seasons, life and death and just the glory of everyday life and everything about it. In stark contrast, we listen to the poem The Spider and the Fly by Mary Howitt, published in 1829. The narrator is about a cunning spider who entraps a little fly into its web by seduction and manipulation and use of flattery. Fatima Narmeen of grade B, Al-Saad Indian School, renders this dark poem with enchanting voice over both the spider and the fly. Listen on. Myself Fatima Narmeen of grade 8, Bhavan's Al-Saad Indian School, Ali. Let me share with you my rendition of the poem The Spider and the Fly by Mary Howitt. Giving heed to silly flattering words and being trapped is very frequent today. Let's look into it through this poem of The Spider and the Fly. Will you walk into my parlor? said the spider to the fly. Tis the privileged little parlor that ever you did spy. The way into my parlor is up a winding stair, and I have many curious things to show when you are there. Oh no, no, said the little fly. To, to ask me is in vain, for who goes up a winding stair can never come down again. I'm sure you must be weary, dear, with soaring up so high. Will you rest upon my little bed? said the spider to the fly. There are pretty curtains drawn around. The sheets are fine and thin. And if you like to rest a while, I'll snugly tuck you in. Oh no, no, said the little fly. For I've often heard it said, they never, never wake again who sleep upon your bed. Said the cunning spider to the fly. Dear friend, what can I do to prove the warm affection I've always felt for you? I have within my pantry good store of all that's nice. I'm sure you're very welcome. Will you please to take a slice? Oh no, no, said the little fly. Kind sir, that cannot be. I've heard what's in your pantry and I do not wish to see. Sweet creature said the spider. You're witty and you're wise. How handsome are your gauzy wings. How brilliant are your eyes. I have a little looking glass upon my parlor shelf. If you'll step in one moment, dear, you shall behold yourself. I thank you, gentle sir, she said. For what you please to say, and bidding you good morning now, I'll call another day.
The spider turned him round about and men into his den. Farewell, he knew the silly fly would soon come back again. So he wove a subtle web in a little corner sly and set his table ready to dine upon the fly. Then he came out to his door again and merrily did sing. Come hither, hither, pretty fly, with a pearl and silver wing. Your robes are green and purple, there's a crest upon your head. Your eyes are like diamond bright, but mine are as dull as lead. Alas, alas, how very soon the silly little fly, hearing his willy flattering words, came slowly flitting by. With buzzing wings, she hung aloft, then nearer and nearer drew, thinking only of her brilliant eyes and green and purple hue, thinking only of her crested head. Poor foolish thing. At last, up jumped the gunning spider and fiercely held her fast. He dragged her up his winding stair into his dismal den within his little parlor. But she never come out again. And now, dear little children, who may the story read to idle, silly, flattering words, I pray you never give heed unto an evil counselor, close heart and ear and eye. And take a lesson from this tale of the spider and the fly. Thank you. Good day, folks. Romantic poetry is the poetry of the Romantic era, an artistic, literary, musical, and intellectual movement that originated in Europe towards the end of the 18th century. It involved a reaction against the prevailing Enlightenment ideas of the 18th century and lasted approximately from 1800 to 1850. In the early 19th century England, poet William Wordsworth defined his and Samuel Taylor Coleridge's innovative poetry in his preface to lyrical ballads, dated 1798. I have said before that poetry is a spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings. It takes the origin in emotion, recollected in tranquility. Wordsworth and his English contemporaries such as Coleridge, John Keats, Percy Shelley and William Blake wrote poetry that was meant to boil up from serious contemplative reflection over the interaction of humans with their environment. Although many stress the notion of spontaneity in romantic poetry, the movement was still greatly concerned with the difficulty of composition and of translating these emotions into poetic form. Such an attitude reflects what might be called the dominant theme of English romantic poetry. The filtering of natural emotion through the human mind in order to create meaning. We present Kubla Khan rendered by Malavika of grade 12 of Bhavan's Al Saad Indian School, Alain, a poem by Coleridge from the Romantic Era. Here on. I am Malavika of grade 12. 
student of Alsat Indian School, Alain. Today, I'm going to share with you my rendition of one of the famous and mysterious poems written by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Samuel Taylor Coleridge, he was one of the famous English poet of the Romantic movement. Coleridge himself describes his poem as a fragment of a dream or a vision seen perhaps under the influence of opium. Kubla Khan by Samuel Taylor Coleridge or a vision in a dream, a fragment. In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure doom decree where Alf the sacred river ran through Kavan's measureless man down to a sunless sea. So twice five miles of fertile ground with walls and towers were girdled round and there were gardens bright with sinuous rills where blossomed many an incense-bearing tree. And here were forests ancient as the hills enfolding sunny spots of greenery. But oh, the deep romantic chasm which slanted down the green hill athwart a seed and cover, a savage place as holy and enchanted as e'er beneath the waning moon was haunted by woman wailing for her demon lover. And from this chasm, with ceaseless turmoil seething, as if this earth in fast thick pants breathing, a mighty fountain momently was forced, amid whose swift have intermitted burst, huge fragments vaulted like rebounding hail, or chaffy grain beneath the treasure's flail. And mid these dancing rocks, at once and ever, it flung up momently the sacred river, five miles meandering with mazy motion through wood and dale. The sacred river ran, then reached the caverns, measureless to man, and sunk in tumult to a lifeless ocean. And mid this tumult, Kubla heard from afar ancestral voices prophesying war. The shadow of the doom of pleasure floated midway on the waves where was heard the mingled measure from the fountain and the caves. It was a miracle of rare device, a sunny pleasure doom with caves of eyes. A damsel with a dulcimer in a vision once I saw. It was an Abyssinian maid and on a dulcimer she played, singing of Mount Abora. Could I revive within me her symphony and song to such a deep delight it would win me that with music loud and long I would build the doom in air, that sunny doom, those caves of eyes, and all who heard should see them there, and all should cry, beware, beware, 
his flashing eyes, his floating hair. We will circle round him thrice and close your eyes with holy dread for he on honey dew hath fed and drunk the milk of paradise. Thank you.